Hello, everyone, and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Prozy, and joining me, as always, are my partners in crime, Caleb Confusioni and Naaman Smith. And on this podcast, we talk everything sports every week. And this week, we'll be answering the big questions, like the MLB. How will these rule changes affect the seasons in the future? In the NFL, week one is done. Who are the studs? Who are the duds? Lastly, the top 25 is shaking. Who rose to the top and who fell to the bottom? All these questions will be answered right now. All right, let's go. All right, so the start of segment one is like, what's happening? What's going on in the news today? And there was a big MLB rule change recently. Caleb, you're our MLB guy. What What happened? I'll take that one. So the MLB's like big official team just met and they changed three rules or added three rules. There's a pitch clock now. So if you're a pitcher, you can't take your sweet time on the mound anymore. You got 15 seconds between pitches and 30 seconds between batters. Mm-hmm. A lot of players are getting really upset about this because pitchers have their momentum. They have their, their own little right. thing. It's their right. superstitious beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Next, there's going to be a limit on defensive shifts. You can't always shift whenever you feel like it. You got to make sure that you're in that limited amount. I mean, there's not too much to say about that, but mm-hmm. you can't exactly just in the middle of a like a windup just exactly just move your entire defense. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, this is a big one. Uh, larger bases. What, what does that even mean? So they're literally increasing the base size. Wow. From 15 inches to 18 inches. And so there's going to be an increase in a lot of stolen bases. It's going to be a lot of bang-bang type plays. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make baseball one more exciting. And this pitch, pitch clock is also going to be able to make baseball quicker. Mm. So if you're a fan mm. who's not really into baseball, you're like, oh, this is awesome. I don't have to spend four hours at the ballpark. But if you're a player, this is like you're ruining the game. Yeah. Right. So my first thought of that is, so this is more a problem in softball. But in softball, there's like sometimes collisions happen at first, happen at first base. Because, again, the bases aren't big. And when you have two people trying to put their foot on a bag at the same time, sometimes you have a collision or it's just, again, this one player hurt his uh, leg. I forget. There's a baseball player who either tore his ACL or tore his Achilles trying to make it to first base. And then he stepped on the first baseman's ankle and, like, really badly hurt his leg. So increasing that base size, it will also help the safety of the players. So even though they're upset at it. It will increase safety. Yeah, so. I just know that it's going to take some getting used to. And a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, it's going to start at the MLB, but it's just going to trickle down. Minor league, college baseball, even high school, because they got to learn these rules before getting to mm-hmm. the league. Sure. They got to, it's going to trickle down because these guys can't go from having taken their sweet time on the mound to just jumping in the MLB, going to the show mm-hmm. and getting rushed. Because if you violate that pitch clock, that's an automatic ball for the batter. True. Yeah. And didn't they already try the pitch clock in the minors for a little bit? They're trying thing? currently. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that, and I know that's, I mean, it seems to me just based on the three things that are changing is they want to increase the pace of the game and they want to increase offensive productivity. They want to increase runs. Yeah. Cause I think the big and like the big, bigger conversation surrounding the MLB is people are watching the, M- the NFL and the NBA. People want excitement. People want yeah. quickness. People bang, want bang, a lot please. of offense. And the MLB, you know, just it's it's not the same kind of game. It's not the same. It doesn't provide that necessarily. So I think that's probably the overarching. Like they want more offensive, they want more runs, and they want it to just move faster with that pitch clock. Which I'm not opposed. To. I think the pitch clock's a great idea. I think because I mean, I mean from a from a from a watcher's perspective at least, from a fan perspective, it is yeah. wonderful for for the players though. 
I can see why that getting used to. It's going to take a lot of getting used to. There still is going to be defensive shifts. Yeah, it's just a limit. It's not. It's just a limit. It's not getting rid of it. The Dodgers are still going to have their weirdo like third baseman's going to stand right next to like the shortstop, right next to the bag, but they're just going to be on that. Barely to the left of the back. So is it just? It's just a matter of when you're allowed to shift. Is that what it is? It's just a limited amount of times. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. No, no. It's when the pitch is thrown. There has to be two players on each side of the bag, and then both those players have to have their feet on the dirt when the pitch is thrown. Okay. And then they can immediately, if they want to, they can start sprinting back into the outfield every time a pitch happens. Yeah. But it's just when the pitch happens, they'll probably get a warning too if they like are on the grass or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, the shifts are something that like is manageable. I feel like the shifts is something every defense is going to get. Like they're going to get used to that faster. Mm -hmm. It's more the base size and the pitch clock that's really like taking Mm -hmm. storm. Yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. But uh, moving forward, week one of the NFL just passed, Mm -hmm. and we can't be more excited. We love our NFL teams. Uh, Jags lost, which isn't very good. Tragic. Um, Not surprised. Tragic game. Dolphins and Saints won, so they're happy. Let's go. And uh, there was exciting week one football. Crazy. Exciting. Multiple games in OT. Lots of game-winning drives down to the wire NFL football, which is rare. You see that in like one, maybe two games a week. Yeah, we saw them five or stuff. six. Yeah, it was crazy. Absolutely insane. Like, all three of us were together. No, you weren't there, were you? For the one o'clock games, I was there. You were there. He was okay. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he so, was sad though. All three of us were all Jets. watching the one o'clock games together, <laughs> and it was just, it was wild. It was stressful. Like at it's first, just, the games yeah. were really boring. No one was scoring in the first quarters. It was like seven to three or three to zero in these games. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. by the time the second half rolled around, every game seemed like it was close. Like even yeah. the Carolina Panthers Browns game, which we kept like flipping away from because it was honestly a blowout for a lot. Not a blowout, but it wasn't close. Boring, right? Yeah, it was boring. Yeah. And then by the end, it was really exciting. Yeah. Wow. How was your Saints game? Oh my goodness. Roller coaster. Break that down. Roller coaster. I mean, break it. So so we're down 10. It was 26-10 with a few minutes left in the third quarter, I believe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at that point, I'm, you know, they, they send Jamie. And, they, I mean, a lot, obviously a lot of stuff happens before this. Cordell Patterson has an absolute game. Like, he's a guy for the Falcons. Old guy's got it. He, old, I mean, I think he's 29, 29 or 30, but the dude's got it. Like, he was not meant to be a wide receiver. Man was meant to be a running back. I mean, I mean oh, just yeah. running down our throats. And our run defense for the past, I mean, I would say four, maybe five years has been very consistently good. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, I, that was the first 100-yard, I think, 100 or more yard rusher we've had in the last, like, yeah, 20-something games. Saints defense in oh, fantasy okay. football is often yeah. ranked high. Yeah. And they're on my team, and I got three points Sorry. this week. So, so, a little upset about that. It was, yeah, and it's, I mean, it was crazy to watch. And it's, this, the Saints historically do bad against people they have very little film on, which is why I think Mariota has such a great game as well. Oh, yeah. He's like, rookie QBs, he came out, and he was running all over us. And Cordero Patterson, it was like, who's going to just tear us up next? Drake London also yeah. had a phenomenal game, yeah. who we have zero film on. Zero film. Or zero film from the league, at least. So it's, you know, it's those guys who we just haven't seen yet. We had no... And that's Dennis Allen's strong suit, is preparation. Yeah. I mean, he comes up with a game plan for Brady every single year and does well against him. Yeah. And then we face guys we haven't seen before who have just raw talent and it's like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And also, so, it was a head coach going to Atlanta, starting mm-hmm. his first game on the road. Oh, yeah. Not an easy task. But I like, mean, way to steal the win, though. Dennis Allen really got the job done. It's huge. The stealing part was big. Like, they really did. It's yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as the Jags, 
It was a close game. You know, no team in the AFC South won this week. Really? Colts and Texans tied. Titans got <laughs> snubbed by the Giants, and the Jags lost in Washington. What an AFC South. Mm-hmm. So that went into overtime, just like the Steelers Bengals. Yeah. You want to break that down? Yeah. Well, no, talk about the Jags for a little bit. I'll talk about the Jags all day long. (laughs) So Trevor Lawrence comes out, amazing his effort. Mm -hmm. We love him down in the 904. We're really excited. Everybody always says, oh, the offense is finally there. The offense is finally there. But you can have a star-studded cast in your receiving skill positions. But if you have no O-line, if you have nobody blocking for that young quarterback He ain't got time, bro. No, he doesn't. No time. He got beat up. He got, now he was able to get out of the pocket and throw it away, mm. which some quarterbacks would just take the sack. Or throw a pick. Or throw a pick. He'd throw no interceptions. Yeah. Carson Wentz had one. Mm. He did not. And Trevor's biggest problem in the beginning of his rookie season was picks. Yeah. He threw four mm. picks in his first game. Yeah. So he was leading the league in picks through week three. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this week, he was able to just control the football and not throw picks. Now, mm-hmm. the commanders had a lot of talent like they were definitely a good a solid team i would say neither one of those teams are good he threw one pick he threw carson oh trevor did yeah very end of the game okay i yeah i I was i was quitting by the end of the game so but Uh it was a it was probably just it was a garbage time garbage oh yeah yeah it was right at the end of the game sideline catch but carson wentz did come out and he did lead a team to that game winning drive because the jags were up 22 to 20 Mm -hmm. and they were able to march down the field and get not only the touchdown but the two-point conversion Mm -hmm. and i'm like good good job like whatever Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter to me. Owen one is just another NFL you start off for me, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, just my brain is really foggy. Like, who? What were the predictions for that game? I forget. Like, who? Who guessed the Jazz? Up. This guy. Who guessed the Commanders? It was, hey, I think I had the most right though. I, 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 I we do. were wrong we because were wrong I picked Cle- I picked Cleveland. Cleveland. I was we the only one that picked Bengals when the Steelers won. Mm-hmm. We picked the Jags when the Commanders won. Well, not, the we, Commanders. not we. Not we. Not we. We. Just I don't remember like all the other games, but I was listening to last week's just like kind of like just cause yeah, and I was just to see our picks and I was yeah, like, yeah, wow, yeah. we were wrong. I don't know why Chiefs. We didn't pick the Chiefs and the Chiefs. I picked the, the Chiefs. Uh, you did, but we all I don't picked know. the Cardinals. <laughs> I don't know how y'all got on that Kyler Murray train real quick, but no I was DeAndre. Like, hey, we were bold. Yeah, so no DeAndre. Better picks this week. Kyler Murray's always really good at the start of the year. I, I see that. Year, before this year, this year was an outlier. But the past two years, they started off hot. Like either three and zero or three and one. Yeah. Something so like the that. Cardinals are good. They also started with Naaman made a really good point last week. Kyler Murray's good until he gets beat up. Yeah. I just I, I haven't seen Kyler succeed yet without D Hop on the field. That's true. That's and, true. And that, that's, that's they do have Zach Ertz now though. Like wow. they didn't have him when they went again. They went like six and two or seven and two at the start of last year. They mm. didn't have him until the trade deadline. So yeah, they yeah. did all that again. They had D Hop, mm. but in my head it was like. They just substitute Zach Ertz or Deha. Again, big difference. Oh yeah. But they added Marquise Brown. It's not like it's not like they didn't have weapons. It just they got outplayed. They yeah. really did. I mean, yeah, yeah I think that just goes to show you the Chiefs, like even without Tyreek. I think that was really overhyped in the media. I think a lot of people were like, Oh, they don't have Tyreek anymore. Like they're you know, what what's Mahomes gonna do? Yeah. I mean Juju had a great game. McCole Hartman had a great game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a couple catch. Did he have? A- I know he had one touchdown catch. Did he have two touchdown catches. Uh, that's gonna I be mean, had- their third string running back had a had a yeah, one one. He game. had two. He had two touchdown catches. Yeah. That's good. And McCole Hartman had one too. McCole yeah. Hartman had one. Kelsey had a pretty. I mean, Kelsey's always gonna have a great game. So Kelsey Kelsey looks like. Dude, he cleans up in the post game too. Let me tell you, he gets to the press conference. I'm like, this dude like walked out of a GQ magazine. <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh, one game that I like 
was I know Naaman's very high on is that Vikings offense. Oh yeah. That Vikings yeah, offense right. yeah. went to work. I love the Vikings. So Kirk Cousins only had two touchdowns on the day, but the, he didn't need any more. Like literally <laughs> you so you're talking about the Vikings offense. I'd like to talk about the Vikings defense. Because we know about the Vikings offense. Justin Jefferson, fantasy wise put up thirty nine points. Yeah. Like one seventy yards. Fantasy savior. Like nine catches, two touchdowns. Great guy. Dalvin Cook did what he needed to do. But the great thing, Madison behind him, killer. Dalvin like literally was a killer one-two punch. He wasn't stellar. Madison was the better back this week. He was. But that just tells you how great they are at receiver, at running back. And don't forget about Irv Smith. But whatever. Irv uh, Smith. Irv Smith. Smith. Irv Smith is our guy this year. Hey, he had at least two catches. I saw at least two. But uh, that <laughs> Vikings defense, Danielle Hunter, uh, and then – they have a really good DC now. I don't remember his name, but they have a good DC, and he did not get outperformed by Aaron Rodgers. He made Aaron Rodgers look like a rookie. So he three points with Packers got three points with the Packers. Here's the thing: so Devontae Adams had a pretty stellar performance this week. Mm-hmm. He had what ten receptions for 144 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, something crazy stuff. Catch touchdown, amazing. Um, he made Asante Samuel look like a yeah. high school. Derek Carr put it in places <laughs> only Devontae would come down with it. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, 144 receiving yards. The entire Green Bay receiving core, 120. It's insane. You, you seriously get to see the impact that that guy has. Like, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, but he, also, Alan Lazard was out. I don't really like Alan Lazard. Yeah. But he is a strong receiver for the Packers. I'd like to make a clarification. The Packers got seven points, not three. I'm sorry. I'd also like to make a <laughs> clarification that Irv Smith did not catch a pass. Oh, dude. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, w- I wish he did just Let's for the, all, just for the meme. To get Irv Smith jersey. Mo- Moment of silence for Irv Smith. <laughs> hey, it's my last name. What can I say? So, Irv Smith's mm. really good. I, and we'll see. Not this game, but soon he'll have a catch. So that's good. I also want to give my kudos to that Chargers game. Mm. Like I know I talked a little bit about Devontae Adams, but let's talk like Justin Herbert. That man just precision this, passing. This is really I'm good. You there this. was a pass, like it was third quarter. It was an important part of the game. They were about forty yards away from scoring, and he just so the receiver was running like a post route, mm-hmm. and so we get about forty yards away from the end zone. So as soon as he cut to the top part of that route, so that like both the safeties saw what the receiver was doing. Like as soon as he cut. But as soon as he cut, Herbert also threw it. So the safeties are coming in on the receiver yeah. as the ball's coming mm-hmm. in. And Herbert threw it low, probably about that was beautiful, like uh, two feet off the ground. So the receiver dove into the end zone as the two safeties were kind of like converging on the ball. And it was just the perfect spot. The one DB was trying to like dive out and block the ball. But yeah. The perfect spot. DB missed the ball because, he again, he, he tried to hit it. But he was about like a yard or two away from the ball. It was a perfect throw. It was touchdown. DeAndre oh, Carter. DeAndre Carter from, uh, I think they just picked him up from Washington. Mm. That's who caught that pass. He yeah. caught another touchdown pass as well. Oh, he caught two. Ooh, I think see? I think he caught two. Who I, was it? But who, who was it who said Naaman said it? Pulled like the Tom Brady of a QB performance. Threw it to what, nine different receivers? It was, oh, so yeah. he had, yeah. before halftime, eight different, it was like 16 passes 
or something and like eight different receivers. Yeah, yeah. dude, he was giving was everybody like, a piece of the cake, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. he was literally just right. wheeling and dealing that whole game. <laughs> Me yeah. and Confusione didn't really want that because we have uh, you guys Char- have Char- Char- Chargers <laughs> players. Yeah, and, and we're just like, you know, I hope I hope Keenan Allen gets well. Like that's really yeah. sucky to hear that he's out, but you know that does give a lot of room now for Mike Williams, who's on my team. Who I mm-hmm. hope because he literally did not do anything this week. He <laughs> caught like one pass, I yeah. think, and then also DeAndre Carter to also continue to go off. So I mean. Herbert, that's the thing about receivers on that team is Herbert spreads the ball out so well. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult. And, I mean, to the running backs, too. Yeah. I mean, you think they have Austin Eckler. They also have Sonny Michelle in the running back. Yeah, I didn't well. know that. Sonny Michelle who's almost really good. out-carried uh, Eckler. But, like, Eckler's mm-hmm. more of a passing back. And yeah. uh, Kelly. I can't remember dude's oh, first yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think it's Jonathan or Michael Kelly. Something like something that. Like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, they have a... Decent running back room, and all of those guys can catch passes out so, of the backfield. Just one, one more thing, okay. one more thing about that game. So uh, I was reading an analysis of the Keenan Allen injury. So supposedly the Chargers, before the injury to Keenan Allen, they did their typical throw it to Keenan Allen, throw it to Mike Williams, try to throw it to them mostly. But as soon as Keenan Allen got injured, the defense zone, like they really locked down on Mike Williams almost double team them. Mm. So the Chargers had to go to this like committee approach at mm. like just receiver. So that could be a trend. And Justin Herbert proved that like even though his number one receiver is getting locked down, he was looking at his second and third options and making those throws, not throwing interceptions, unlike Joe Burrow. Okay. Like, that was that's Joe Burrow. I want to move yeah. into that. Ooh. I want you guys to give me your stud for the week and your dud for the week. Oh. Player wise, player, player wise, we're going sing it for people who didn't keep up with the NFL as in depth. We want to give our our winner and loser, stud and dud. Mm. Okay, I'll go um, stud for the week. MT baby, Michael Thomas, <laughs> dude. dude saved us in the fourth quarter. Came back after not having played, and I think I mean at least a whole calendar year, maybe in some change, but two touchdown passes, one or catches, excuse me, one for three yards, one for nine yards. Um, I mean, he was Jameis's go-to in the fourth quarter, him and him and Jarvis at least. So, I mean, kind of a, you know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't my stud of the week until, you know, how many minutes left in the fourth, but he, he went off and it's, it's really cool to see him back on the field doing his thing. Cause I mean, I'm just, you know, it sucks that he's been out for so long and we've had no receivers, no one for Jameis to throw ball to use it. Yeah. It's great to see him back. He's not slant boy anymore. He's out route boy now. So boy. look look for him on the sidelines, not in the middle of the field. He's uh, I think that's more staying away from injury. Yeah, staying away from injury. Yeah, he can't get hurt if he's going out of bounds. So, so what about your uh, dud? Who's your big dud? My dud. Oh gosh. <sighs> I you know just just because I I know this team the best, I'll go same team. My dud would be uh, Alvin Kamara, bro. Oof. Oof. Nothing this Oof. week, dude. I mean, just not not much happening for him. And it's kind of because he got a lot of opportunities squandered because we had to uh, go to more of a pass-heavy plan in the second half because yeah. we were down 16 points. Mm. So not completely and totally his fault. Um, but when Taysom Hill outrushes you That's and he's a tight end, yeah. Taysom Hill moves in a way that I'm like, he's. it, it looks on the, on the TV, I'm like, he can't be – I mean, he's quick. But he's not like he's not like Cheetah Quick or like yeah. Lamar Quick. Yeah. And I'm like, how is he getting? Like, how has he made it this far down the field at this point? Like, he's bro. just barreling, man. Yeah. But I mean, and no disrespect to Taysom, I love him, but uh, AK should be rushing for more yards than Taysom Hill, That's and that that might be to um, 
you know, Dennis Allen, you know, is just still getting used to the offensive, you know, scheme and getting used to calling plays mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball because mm-hmm. he's a defensive guru. So I think there's bright days ahead for Camara, but this week, and I also, it's personal for me because he's on my fantasy team, but definitely put up a dud this week. So, um, you're a stud and dud? Yeah, yeah. Keep it concise. I know you want to get into some college football. Yeah, yeah. So, my stud would be, it would have to be Justin Jefferson. Uh, the Packers knew, like, how good he was. Like, they versed, they versed him two times a year. And this guy went off for, how many catches? Let me, let me pull it up real quick. He went off for nine catches, 184, and two touchdowns. That's, Video that's game. a good game. That is a great that's a mad, game. Yeah, that's, that's a good I, I game. I don't even yeah. think the San Francisco 49ers QB that had that many yards throwing it. Trey Lance? Yeah, Trey Lance. I don't even think Trey Lance had 180 yards throwing. So he was cool. my stud. And then my dud is C.D. Lamb of the Cowboys. He was my wide receiver one, and he put up four points, mm. which is not good. He was projected at like 17. Uh, I know for a lot of people that are listening, they don't know about fantasy that well. He just – didn't do that well. I think he had like two catches for like twenty yards. With like he he had the ball thrown to him twelve times, but he only had two catches. So and now, not a good day for him. Now Cooper Rush is his starting QB, oh, right? No, for at least so, four to six weeks. Uh, That's gonna be rough. I'm just wondering when Jimmy G's gonna get a call. I hope so. I love Jimmy G. But my okay, yeah. my stud for the week is Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Easy stud. Yeah. Man came into Vegas and just absolutely deal. <laughs> and I just I I love to see him succeed after such a big business decision because the NFL yeah. is a business before anything yeah, else. And he made a business decision, and I believe he trusted Derek Carr with the ability to advance his career. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's going in a really good direction to do that kind of numbers on a secondary like the Chargers secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sante Samuel, Derwin James, and Jason yeah. Jackson. Yeah, ability to do that just shows the kind of dynamic player he is. And my dud is Joe Shiesty, Mr. Burrow himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, four picks. Are you kidding me? Coming off a of Super yeah. Bowl in week one, you throw four picks Burrow. to that yeah. to the Steelers with Mitch Trubisky leading the team. I think yeah. Kenny Pickett should be the starter, but that's just my take. Former national uh, champion yeah. Joe Burrow. Well, I think his O-line is I, – I don't think you can blame the O-line on four interceptions. No. But <laughs> I think they yeah. do need to – they, they got to get that man some protection because I, I like Joe Burrow. I want to see him in the league for a long time. I don't want him to have another crazy injury. Like yeah. I, I like watching him play, especially when he's playing the opposite of how he played this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I hope they get that guy some protection up yeah. front. So. Do you do you want to try something new? What with our college football? Do you want to try something new? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can do it. Hold on. Let, uh, before we do that, uh, one more thing. So I just want to say uh, for the Cowboys that that Bucks game, mm-hmm. like the Bucks, like oof. They, they shut down the Cowboys' offense really well. Uh, so I don't know if it was the Cowboys' offense that was bad or the Bucks' defense that was really good. We don't have to talk about it for a while. But I just want to highlight the Bucks. They did a great job. Uh, they made the Sunday night football game very boring just from the get-go because <laughs> the Cowboys only scored three points. Hey, wait till next week. Yeah. They, play, they play us they, oh. in the Dome. They do. With they Cooper do. Rush. Cooper Rush. No, no, no. no. no Tampa. No, no. Oh, it's Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. So... That's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. So be a good game. Mm. The NFL Week One was exciting. I'm actually very impressed. It's the best Week One I think I've seen yeah. as an NFL fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was great. There was also a very impressive and rather earth-shattering week in college football. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to try this thing. We like to call it the two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. We took it from the two-minute drill. 
And we, we want Naaman Smith, our college football guy, to give you guys a two-minute rundown of everything that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, start the clock. Ready? Let me start. Uh, Actually, let me get a clock so, up. Someone get, get a clock up. up. I got two minutes. Pull up the clock. It's 120 it. seconds. All right, let me do it. Let me do it. Okay. And the clock starts now. Okay, so the day started off Alabama versus Texas in Austin. College game day was there. All, a lot of stars were there. It was Nick Saban versus one of his former assistants, Steve Sarkeesian. Five-star QB leading Texas' offense. It was kind of like a make-or-break. Where does Texas stand against SEC, number one in the country opponent? Texas was supposed to lose by a lot, but they kept it close. Their star QB got hurt, but they ended up only losing by one, and Alabama had to win right at the end with the game-winning field goal, which was just – it was a very good game down to the wire. Next, we had a bunch of top ten upsets by Sunbelt East teams. So – if you don't know who they were, App State upset number six Texas A&M in uh, College Station, yep. and then next Marshall went to South Bend, Indiana, and upset number eight Notre Dame. Who? Notre uh, Marshall, the thundering herd. The thundering herd, bro. It was crazy, man. Marshall. So Marshall's two and zero now. They they're a really good team under the radar, and Notre Dame went to zero and two. One minute. Really man. bad start. Uh, they just lost Brian Kelly, new coach. 0-2 is not a good start. USC, top Stanford. They look legit. Mm-hmm. And then Baylor, top 10 team, went to Salt Lake City and lost to BYU in two overtimes. And then I also mm-hmm. have to throw in there, Auburn almost lost to San Jose State. Next week, they get a real test, hosting Penn State. And that's my two minutes. There you go, dude. How, yeah. how long was it? You had 30 seconds. It's 30 right? seconds. If you want to, like... Okay, I'll highlight one more thing. Vanderbilt, their reign of going undefeated finally came to an end. They they were 2-0, and now they're 2-1. and They Dang lost it. to Wake Forest. Mm, Super man. sad, but I have to mention Florida. Florida took an L yeah. in yeah. the swamp. We'd love to see that. We'd love to see Very it. happy about Big that. Blue. Uh, so Big Kentucky blue. is legit. Uh, the main thing that I saw in that there game – is Anthony Richardson through a bunch of interceptions. He is not that guy. He the dog was gone. Dog. I retract my statement of him being that dog. The dog was gone. Again, I'm very happy about my takes. If we roll back the tape right now, I'm very happy. I said Anthony Richardson is not that guy. I, I said he's overhyped. They think he's the next Tim Tebow. I remember the word cap being thrown out. Yeah, cap, I, said, yeah. I said cap. Pump really the brakes. I believe the brakes is also thrown okay, out. Came from my... Confusion. Okay. So, yeah. I like it. Right. I like it. So that was my two minutes. Thank you for tuning in. But now we're going to go a little bit more in depth with it. So to start, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it to... That guy, yeah. Uh, what is your take on the Kentucky Florida game? The Kentucky, I dude, I I have a lot of respect for Stoops and what he's doing with that program. I do too. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I think uh, to go into the swamp against a team, you know, in the Gators who just had a complete <coughs> upset against number seven Utah, number seven Utah, and win, won that game. And for the, I mean, the swamp is electric. Swamp is electric. It is a gross stadium. It's gross but and it's it humid and it's a difficult place to play. And Kentucky went in there and showed them how to play ball. Is it uh, it, it, it's not Levi's Levis? Is that how you say it? Oh, Will uh, Levis. Will Levis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. QB for Kentucky. QB for Kentucky. He, he had a good. great game. He's got a lot of grit. I like him. I think Stoops is turning that program around. I think. What are they now? Nine? Is that right? They yeah. are number nine. I, I, I dropped to eighteen. See, I think nine's a little high because I don't think they really beat the number twelve team. I don't That's think. Eight. I don't think Florida's the number twelve team. I, I don't. I think they went up too high after Utah. They weren't even ranked and jumped to twelve. That's. What I, I think. 
Florida should have gone to, in my opinion, around 17, 18, maybe. Yep. And then if Kentucky beats them, they move up into like the 14, 13 spot. I think top 10 is a little too high for me right now just because we haven't seen enough yet. But going in there and beating Florida on the road is okay. a huge deal. So oh, yeah. I think that means oh, yeah. a lot. Um, I'm excited. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the East yeah. for sure. So now, now let's talk personally, State. Before we do that, I want to talk about State so bad. I know, I know, I know you do. Game and day. also, Always my game family, day. we go there every year. So that'll be an interesting subject. They will care about that. But I do want to mention, I think Kentucky is warranting of the nine, number nine overall rating mm. uh, just because they went down to Florida. They weren't supposed to win that game, and they dominated. They didn't just win off of a field goal at the end. They dominated that game. They made Florida's QB, who was all that. They completely unraveled him. They did a wonderful job, and I think – Number nine, I, if they were number seven, like I think that would be fine too. Anywhere from seven to like ten, but I think they're definitely a top ten team as of right now. With a quality win like that, not many teams have that, especially on the road this early. Uh, only a few do, like uh, for example Ohio State. Like, but when they beat Notre Dame, but now that again, now that win doesn't look so good. When do they play Georgia? Is that like way later in the year? Florida, Kentucky. Florida, Georgia? No, no, no Kentucky, no, Georgia. Oh, I, I think it's the second to last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, probably not, because they. Or is it sooner than let's that? See. It's November. November 19th. So yeah, second to last week. Later it's in the season at Kentucky. As of right now, it's That's, number see, one Georgia at number nine Kentucky. And Georgia's. I mean, I, they're shutting they're, down teams left and right. They're building a dynasty there, I think. Oh. And I, I mean, oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, down. they're extremely good. I think they're, they have between them and Alabama right now, between one and two, I feel like there's mm. a pretty good bit of cushion. I think Georgia's extremely good, but it's college football and you never know what's going to happen. And I think Kentucky will give them a massive test in that game. Yeah. So no matter where their records stand at that week, just seeing what Kentucky has in them now, I know they're going to give Georgia everything they've got. Mm-hmm. So now we can move on to App State. Yes. So State, one thing about the game, uh, actually this disregarding the game, my family, we go there every summer. Uh, if you don't know where App State is, it's in Boone, North Carolina. Uh, to get, I just want to give an uh, like uh, background to this game. So I'm not sure if the App State players saw it, but so Texas A&M has a tradition. The night before the game, they do like the rally of the 12th man. So all the students and all the fans that are going to the game – they the night before, so Friday night, they go into the stadium and they just get really loud and they cheer and they like charge up the field pretty much. It's a tradition that they do. And they have like some student body like guys stand on the field and they like pretty much like roast the other team and they like just talk down about classy. Them. And uh, <laughs> so and no, not, yeah, just not classy by the Aggies. That's where but, uh yeah, that's where Johnny Manziel went. That, that checks out. Yeah, that, that does, does check, check out. Yeah. So, me personally, as just someone who goes to Boone a lot, the things that they were saying about App State, just not fun to hear. They were talking about how, like, there are a bunch of hillbillies in the middle of North Carolina they who are. got, like, got yeah. lost on their way to, like, Raleigh. And it's just like, or, like, uh, uh, Charlotte. And I'm just like, bro, calm down, man. Like, you're wearing, like, the guy who was saying it's wearing overalls. And if you've ever been to Boone, it's a beautiful campus. Don't sleep like their over. football stadium is It's very beautiful. nice for a Sunbelt team. Yeah. I, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And they're saying all these other things like they're just uh, coming here to get swamped, like destroyed. And like they're going to make them cry on their way back home. And it's just like, bro, you paid them a million dollars first off to come play you. Mm-hmm. And then second off, 
You guys got beat, bro. All you got this. beat in College Station, and they talked all that stuff just to get beat. The and payment of those Sunbelt teams to play those teams combined wow. for like $4.17 million. Yeah. So they like three teams. All lost. Yeah. The Sunbelt teams all won. So they won. Three Sunbelt teams went and played big Power 5 teams. Nebraska, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame. And they all the Sunbelt teams... Uh, Came in and won, bro. Yeah, they won. I'd love to see it. We love. I love. It's awesome. It. So about it's App great. State. So like another thing, the celebration of the students went viral. Uh, in in Boone, North Carolina, the main street. It's called King Street. It's where like all the shops are. It's where again Mass General Store. Again, my parents, my mom and dad, grandma. Like we all love this place. It, Jones House is there. So the students after the game ended, uh, there's a bunch of different like I guess I don't really know how the like the campus is situated, but for whatever reason, there was no students on King Street during the game. They all came from one side of King Street and the other side of King Street. So you just see thousands of students starting at one side of the road and a thousand students on the other mm. side of the road. And That's they cool. just all come together and they meet in the, wow. in the middle, right in front of the theater on King Street. And they start. <laughs> They were crazy, man. They were, they were wild. Yeah, That's awesome. They were wild. Flipping cars wild. Well, okay, they weren't. Could you imagine okay, being in that? Boone, North Carolina people are good. They only flipped like one or two cars. Only like one or two cars. They didn't light me on fire. Like, you know, it wasn't that bad, but they Did celebrated. You, uh, a little off topic, but not quite. Did you hear about what happened after the Dolphins game? No. Did it go oh, there? Yeah. there was like some cars caught on fire. Ten cars yeah. caught on fire because someone left like a tailgate grill like yeah. underneath someone's oh vehicle. Gosh. And yeah. so there was I think it was I think thirteen was the number, if I'm not mistaken. They had like yeah, thirteen cars were just like yeah. in at, like as you imagine walking out of the stadium like Oh man, we just you know we just beat the Pats like Bill Belichick's wash and then oh where's my car like no, <laughs> I want to go crazy. These cars crazy. were just like on fire like they were like the only thing that was left was the framework of right. these cars like crazy. leather seats, cloth seats, whatever you have gone. Like <laughs> your purse and the glove box gone. The only thing left like even the rubber on the tires gone. The only thing left was the metal framework. It was wow. crazy. That's insane. And like I was uh, so like this it blew up on Twitter and it was trending and like this one again Twitter is full of guys who think that they know what they're saying but they really don't. And this one guy's like, "Oh, just like send the dolphins the bill. Like they'll pay for your new car." And then, like, it blew up. It was like, no, the Dolphins have <laughs> nothing to do with this. They, yeah, no. The Dolphins weren't the one who left their grill When on. you bought your yeah. ticket, you signed your rights away. We owe <laughs> yeah. you nothing. And yeah. then uh, everyone was saying, like, that guy who left his grill on, he's nowhere to be seen right now. Because he doesn't yeah, want to pay for 13 cars. He's in a bunker somewhere. He's hiding yeah. hell, bro. Now, I'd like to move forward into the future. Talk college football mm. and our picks for next week. Okay. okay. I think that... There's a lot of there not as many as last week. Last week was a star-studded week of college football. Yeah, yeah. Not, not I mean, not on paper, but definitely the games that were produced. Yeah, were great. Yeah. So BYU moved up to twelve mm-hmm. after beating Baylor. After we all picked Baylor, mm-hmm. so um, they're going to be playing, which is absurd that they're still in the top twenty-five. Oregon, Oregon. I think BYU steamrolls Oregon, number twenty-five in, in Oregon. I believe. From, mm. They're gross. Not in the good way. They're just gross. I don't like them. <laughs> We're talking about Oregon? Oregon. Oregon, yeah. I, I've got BYU as well. I think after what they did to Baylor, that's a lot of momentum going in, and I don't think they're going to stop here, especially against an Oregon team that just has proven time and time again mm-hmm. that they are not worthy of being ranked. Somehow they are. Somehow they got votes. 
Um, yeah, I've got I've got Brigham Young University, <laughs> the Mormons of Salt Lake. Okay. Yes, they're so, gonna take it. You guys are really low on Oregon, which, uh, to be fair, they they got blown out by Georgia, but Georgia's a really good team. Me personally, again, I'm going to pick BYU, but I think it's way closer than either you two think. I think Oregon is. I think they're Oregon trying to numbers. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like a blowout. But BYU. Yeah, is the way like, you guys were talking, the way you guys were talking, you were like Oregon shouldn't even be a two score lead throughout the entire game. I believe that. I would take Oregon uh, plus fourteen. I would take Oregon plus a two 10. score game. Oh. I would take Oregon plus ten. So me personally, I think. <laughs> Okay. Oh, well, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I, I just you. you guys were talking like Oregon shouldn't even be ranked. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think Oregon at home. So Oregon at home, they just got embarrassed by Georgia. I could mm-hmm. easily see them winning. I wouldn't pick them if I had to bet on it. So again, I'm going to buy you. But again, I think Oregon is ranked where they should be. They have a good team. They have a good head coach. They did put they're up still, 70 this past week. They yeah, did. Again, they're a so, good team. They just got outplayed. So, just right, next game. Games. Okay. All right. Well, we missed a game. What about the we'll Friday go, night? We'll, 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 go we'll, do, we'll come up to Friday night now. Oh, okay, I was going to save it, but I actually really want to talk about it. FSU at Louisville, Friday night football. Mm-hmm. Sick whiteout unis. Let's go. Sorry, I know we Let's always go. talk the actual football game, but man, I love me a uniform. Uh, that whiteout uniform, bro. was are clean. For Florida State, obviously. Yeah. I'm not going to be excited about Louisville. <laughs> I think no. Louisville, Louisville has some good whiteout uniforms, too. Louisville wears Adidas, though. Yeah, that's gross. Which is weird for football. It, it is weird. I, I'm not, it's like going out there with, like, Puma. There's something. a good amount of ACC teams. NC State's also Adidas. Yeah, which, yeah. like, I like Adidas, just not for football. Yeah, I like Yeah, I hear you. But, but yeah, we got, of course, I mean, I'm going Florida State for sure. I yeah. think that they had a week to... Kind of relax, you know, get the bye week going, and now this is the week that they're going to push hard and get ready and get back in that mindset of we're in the middle of the season. We're 2-0. and What yep. does that mean to you? Does that mean anything? Because last year, first four games, 0-4. Yeah. Does 2-0 and mean anything to you? Mm-hmm. This will be the proof. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, got F- I have FSU as well. I think, like I said before, this offense is the most composed I've ever seen it. Like yeah. since probably the Jameis era, like this is the most composed I've seen this offense play. Um, against LSU, I, it just outstanding. So I think they keep that up. I think Louis, Louisville had way too close of a game with UCF for me to like take. You know, for me to even think that they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think I'm glad they won that game. Because I don't know if this was you that said this or someone else was talking to, but someone said, like, you know, if they lose that game and they're kind of, like, due for a win when they play us, that's they have something to prove. That was it, yeah. That was, so yeah. so I, I, I think that's true. I'm glad they beat UCF um, so that they're not, like, as angry. I mean, I think they're going to come in hot, but I think we'll still win yeah, the game. So. I do, too. Okay, so you said I don't even think they have a chance that Louisville could win. Okay. I personally? Th- th- of course right. they have a chance. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I think – Again, we're playing at Louisville. We had a bad week of practice last week because, again, we were probably really confident and over, just cocky. Uh, just So, I don't know. We really got to win this game. But FSU has lost these games before. I'm going to go FSU, but I'm a scared FSU fan this week. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be on the edge of my seat. But I do think that, yes, the offense is definitely more composed. Yeah. And Norvell is going to whip it into them that this is game week. This isn't bye week anymore. We like, tried to do that last year, and we lost. I, I, I pick, hope, pick Louisville. I dare you. I pick just Louisville. Hope, I just no, hope I'm not going to pick Louisville. Jordan Travis knows what happened last year, and he's 
I, I hope he has that urgency to him now. Yeah. Like, I, I messed up yeah. this time last year. Don't let me do it again, please. Mm-hmm. There's now, lots that need to be cleaned up for let's sure. Give, let's give Naaman his... I'm going to give you a timer on this one. Uh, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go Penn State at Auburn. Okay. And give me a rundown, because I know you could talk Auburn football for years. Well, no, I wanted to talk more other college football. If you want, I'm giving you your time for Auburn. All right. Ready? Uh, one, two, three. Auburn looked really bad. Uh, just We got to figure out our QB situation. Our defense was getting picked apart on third downs. So we got to have a better third down defense. Uh, last year we went to Penn State, and it was really close. So at Auburn, even though they had a bad week last week, I have Auburn winning uh, just because at Auburn it's very loud. It's an orange out. So I'm excited. Uh, I think Auburn will win. I like it. I like it. Now, this is the game. Seconds. If I had to pick a game that I'm, like, super excited for, it's Texas Tech at NC State. Well, you guys aren't even giving your picks for the game? Penn State. I, I'm giving Penn State. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I think Auburn can win in, that, in Auburn. I think they can. Mm-hmm. I think they can. I'm, I'm not – it's going to be an exciting matchup. But I think Texas Tech, coming off of a huge win last week, has a momentum to go into Raleigh and beat NC State. They had a huge win? Because NC State almost... Who'd they beat? In the words of Harrison Hoffman, uh, they almost Houston. pooped the bed against ECU. Who'd they beat? Houston. They beat Houston, who was number 25. They beat number 25 Houston, and they decided to storm the field, bro. <laughs> what? It's big. I think that was... A I mean, it's a bit, it is a big win for Texas Tech. For Texas Tech. I agree with that. The Red Raiders, dude. I, I just like at home. Whatever, that's a bad one. But whatever. I think that they can beat NC State and Raleigh. No. I I think it's possible. No. Go go NC State. Go Wolfpack. You got you guys do what you want. I, I'm gonna go Wolfpack on this one. I think it's a very close game though. I, I think it's a really close. I do. Game. I think the momentum is gonna build. Yeah. I, I just I mean I want ACC, so I do want NC State. The Hurricanes but. of Miami are gonna go into college station and lose. I hope no. lose. I no hope way. lose. No but way. I think that I think Miami's so. Just gonna pick apart Texas A and M. I think. I mean, watching that Miami game last week. Oh my gosh, who were they playing? Uh, it's, it was uh, Southern Miss. Southern Miss, yeah. dude. They, Seven to three for. If they play in a first, if they play that way in a first half against A and M, A and M's gonna make them pay for it. I'm just in so, looking weird. at Caleb. Is that okay? <laughs> well, just, uh, just gets I, lost I, in my eyes. I do. I he has a way with words. It, it looks better. I think A and M. Sorry, what I was saying is Miami. Played horribly in that first half against Southern Miss last week. If they play that way in the first quarter alone against AM, I think AM's going to make him pay for it. Jimbo's upset. They just lost a horrible game to App State, bro. I, I think Miami's yeah. going to find, I think they're due for an L here. So, in my opinion, if Miami performs that way in the first quarter alone, the game will be 0-0. Zero to zero. Uh, I think Texas AM's offense is non existent right now. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. find it this week, but as mm-hmm. of right now, they'll be lucky to score more than. Like seventeen points, personally. Yeah. Even though they're at home, cool. That's great. They scored fourteen against App State, and then Miami's going to go in there with their goons. Like <laughs> Miami has better players than App State. I'm just going to say it, and they have better coaching. Now maybe they don't have better heart and grit. Like App State went in there with a lot of willpower to win that game, and they're like again they were energized up. But um, again, I think Miami is going to win by probably two touchdowns. That's my guess. Okay, I have Miami as well. But um, we have to cover it. It's the college game day week. Oh my gosh! I'm going to go App State, taking it in App State against Troy, because Troy is what? What? Like, okay, App State just knocked off number. What's six. your score prediction? That'll make it more. Okay, fine. Score prediction: twenty-seven ten. 
Good guess. Uh, App State, go Mountaineers all the way. 35-13, personally. What you got, Caleb? My dad went to Troy. Okay, so what? My dad's a Troy alumni. <laughs> oh, wow. One of the biggest and strongest men I know, Hamilton Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. Harrison Hawthorne's older brother is a Troy alum. I toured Troy. Beautiful campus. The tour guides were the nicest people I've ever met. I like it. I got Troy winning this game of Rapid Oh, my stages. gosh. I, you just... Okay, I like it. Troy's got it. Five bucks. Five bucks. Bet on five bucks right now. I'll 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 go five cents. Okay, fine with me. Yeah, yeah. A nickel. A nickel. On the college a football game day, game of the week. Hey, now we're gonna do. I, I only picked a few NFL games for week two, okay, just because it, week one you wanna you can dissect, but we kind of know mm-hmm. what teams are on the rise, what teams are on the fall. So I've got one, two, three, six games, seven games, two actually two Monday nights, so eight games total. Mm-hmm. There are two games on Monday night. But the Why kickoff for Thursday night football, I have no idea. Um, Chargers Chiefs, that's a that's a great Thursday night game. Oh yeah. Um, where's it at? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Chargers at Chiefs. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I've got. Mm, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I am too, only because it's the first game in Arrowhead prime time Thursday night football. Yeah. I just I like if you're able to just go to Arizona and just absolutely like stomp them. Like, think about those fans in Arrowhead Stadium. Like, mm. Justin Herbert and his star-studded cast is wonderful. Don't get me yes. wrong. But I just, yeah, cannot but have to go Chiefs. Um, so I'm going to go, last year when they played at Arrowhead, Chargers won. So I'm going to go Chargers. I Again, I've fallen in love with Justin Herbert. I think he's that guy. Whoa, whoa. Well, like, as a in friend. Love. As a friend. Sorry. Hey, I'm, uh, okay. I'm in love I've with Chargers. I've fallen in love with him as Fair a enough. friend. As a friend. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a friend, though. Oh, Colts. hey, Harrison. Here we go. Listening. That guy, Harrison. Okay, what up? Colts, Harrison? Jags. I want Jags. I want Jags. I'm going to I, I don't know what that means. Though. I'm going to pick the Jags because it's in TIAA Bank. It's first game in Jacksonville. And I just think that that's always it's it, the most attendance. <laughs> that's fair. I But I disagree. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm going to go Colts. Um, Michael Pittman had a great week. I think he's really emerging as a great wide receiver one for Matt Ryan. As I mean, and you've got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Um, I think the Jags defense is going to have a long day. Mm. So I'm going to go Colts. Uh, I just think they have way more it's talent. Okay. Way better weapons. No offense. Sorry. Uh, I didn't go with the Jags last week, and I'm not changing my mind this week. That's fine. They're versing a better team this week. Now. Bucks at Saints. I, Wait, let me let me start. Let me start. Let me start. Uh, I'm gonna go with the team that has the best quarterback. So go Bucks. I I this is a toughie. Um, Caleb, can you sway me for the Saints? Yeah, I'll sway you. Also, I mean, I'll say that we had a win against the Bucks last year, where the Bucks only had three points. Uh, we also beat. We've beat. I, I think the last four regular season matchups we've beat the Bucks. The only time they beat us has been in the playoffs. True. But we beat them the four regular season matchups. It's hard to beat a, t- a team three times in one year. Yeah. So that, I mean, especially a team with Tom Brady on it. I think in this season in particular, I think if we can really find if we can find that rhythm we found in the fourth quarter this week, if we can find that rhythm early and we're throwing passes to Jarvis, we're throwing passes to Chris Olave, we're throwing passes to Michael Thomas, if we can hit AK on some short, you know, passes out of the backfield, get him involved early, if our defense continues to generate turnovers like we were with Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus May. We got David Onyemano, one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the league. Look him up, bro. He's like your he's like like that's my Herb Smith. 
is David Onyemata. Cam Jordan, I think, finally, finally might start to generate some sacks in this game. I just think we always have a game plan against the Bucks. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I home over in the Dome as well. Okay, that's good. good. I, I'll I, go, I, I will I'll, say this before you give your opinion. And this is in support of the Saints. If Tom Brady has a kryptonite, it's Dennis Allen. Absolutely, it so, is. 100%. It's like the one guy who can stop him, except in the playoffs. I, in the regular season, he just makes Tom Brady look bad. But. I, I like... I like this matchup. I'm gonna. This is like my like. I'm gonna keep my eye on this game for sure. Um, yeah, I think I'll go Saints. Just, just because I think it'll be a, a grudge match. Honestly, I don't think that the Bucks will only score three. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. Definitely that's score. Fair. I think it'll definitely go down to the wire. I hope it does because that'll be great for me to be entertained. Uh, I'm not a fan of either team, but still. Now. Dolphins Ravens. Mm. Naming you want to go first? Good, that's a great game. That's a great uh, game. Uh, I'd go Fins. If I was a betting man, I'd go Fins. If, if if I was a betting man, I'd say Baltimore. Uh, but go Fins. <laughs> Bro, what not, is this? Making a pick for a team that you're like, oh, if I was gonna bet though, it's in Baltimore. Well, no, if I was a betting man, I think this is. is this just, gonna, I think they're gonna light two up. I think they're just gonna blitz a bunch. Okay. They can okay. throw it really fast. I don't think he's ready for it. But again, go Dolphins. I'll say Dolphins. That'll uh, be my official. Pick. I'm gonna say Ravens just solely because Lamar is my guy this year, and so I have to have a little allegiance to him being my starting QB on my fantasy team. He showed out against the Jets, but he still did well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even Rashad Bateman got in on the action there. He got a little a bit, a little bit, yeah. Touchdown. So I mean, but I just think that in Baltimore, yeah, go Ravens. My week one overreaction is that the Dolphins are back, bro. I really, I, I'm high on the Dolphins. I think after they played last week, I think Waddle, looks good. Waddle and Tyreek look outstanding on that offense. They always look good in South Beach against the Patriots, though. Fair. Yeah, Mac Jones. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But I'm saying this offense looks better than I've seen in a while, and this defense has been good. Mm-hmm. So I think they have the capability to shut down Lamar in that run-heavy offense. I think you know. And, like, you know, I was high on Bateman. I think Bateman's a good receiver. But, you know, honestly, Andrews is the one. If you can shut down Andrews, then you can shut down the main passing element of that offense. And I think Reek and Waddle are going to eat. I think it's going to continue to be, you know, it's going to be a great week for them too. So I've got the fins on this one. So my one thing, again, that's I'm just – I don't know how to feel about it. Because I'm the same way. I really like the Dolphins' offense. And I really like the defense too. But I like the defense against what they versed. I don't know how they'll do against a mobile quarterback. It'll be interesting they, to watch. They yeah. killed Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones mm-hmm. dropped back, and then they would, like, be around his ankles within, like, two or three seconds. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. They did a great job. So the Ravens are, like, the anti-Patriots, at least this year. So you think about QB-wise. One has a mobile quarterback. One has literally a brick at quarterback. They can't move. <laughs> yeah. Again, one, they versed yeah. him in South Beach where they had humidity. Versus a team like New York, New England, who like was not used to that. They're never used to it. They always suck in South Beach, and then now they're gonna go to Baltimore in a Riley environment where like Baltimore yeah. is so loud. Yeah. They are so loud and in there. Look, we're gonna go quick with these uh, Raiders. They're the home team in Vegas against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals just cannot compete mm-hmm. with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I think that the defense also looks solid against the Chargers' offense. I mean, I granted they lost, but it was a close game. They kept it interesting, but yeah, no, I think in Vegas, especially the Raiders, if they're able to do that against the Chargers on the road, mm-hmm. it'll be a whole different story when they head home to Vegas in the Death Star. 
I agree. I think the Raiders are going to take this one. The Cardinals just, I mean, they don't look good, bro. I mean, they, they just do not. I mean, and they're playing a great team in Kansas City, but they just, I mean, I, I'm, whew, I mean, the, like I was saying earlier, like without D-Hop, that offense is just kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think, you know, I think Adams, like you're saying, is going to continue to um, continue to just show his greatness to everyone. And I also think uh, Waller's going to continue to catch passes oh, yeah. as well. Josh Jacobs, I forget about Josh Jacobs. He's going to run that. But he's he can run. run. Ground, bro. Yeah, um, and I think uh, I think the Cardinals are going to get shown up in that game. The Raiders, I don't think the Raiders start 0-2. I just don't, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see that, that for them. Yeah. So, what you got, Neiman? Uh, I think the Raiders will get their first win this week. Good. I think they'll have a good game at home. Now, Bears at Green Bay. Mm, interesting. Uh, personally, I think, again, the Bears, again, they did really good in the rain uh, at home at, in Chicago. But I think Aaron Rodgers is not going to put up two duds in a row. Like, again, I don't know what their offense is going to look like this uh, year, yeah. but it would surprise me if they lose this game. Uh, I, it would really. I would like the Bears to win. I think that the Bears surprised me. They were one of the most shocking teams of week one. And I would love to see that momentum continue. But Aaron Rodgers is not about to start this season in Green Bay 0-2. Yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, I feel like the, the Packers historically seem to open up poorly last season against the Saints. Yeah, they did. They, it was an absolute blowout. And, I mean, last year they were definitely the better team um, overall. Maybe not that day. But, I, yeah, I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers uh, in, this, in this squad coming – becoming 0-2 after this week. Uh, you know, Adams is gone, so he's kind of having to figure out who his next top guys are going to be. I think he starts to figure that out this week. I think uh, – I hope Romeo Dobbs starts to show up. I like Dobbs as a rookie. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I think – and that, that Packers defense is – I mean, obviously this week didn't do as well as they would have liked to have. But I think they're going to show mm-hmm. out against the Bears. And what about Titans at Bills? We're going to go quick with these Monday night games because it's – I mean, come on. I You can't – I think Bills are going to dominate the Titans after the Titans lost to the Giants. Mm-hmm. The Titans have been a sneaky good team. But not – The Titans should have won that game. They missed a game winner – game-winning field goal from, I think, 47 yeah. yards. You're sleeping on it. Okay, I'm going – still tough, I'm going, I'm going Bills. Just the Titans – last year they had two huge wins like this. I think they beat the Chiefs, and they beat another team they weren't supposed to beat. They either beat the Packers – or they beat like a number one or two seed. I, I mean, I believe that the Titans can come from behind and they can surprise you, but I just really believe in the Bills. Okay. I Bills. really do. I, I think Vaughn yeah. Miller looked electric. Looked Absolutely. Really like I, yeah. I mean, the offense, we talk about the offense all the time, but that Bills defense is coming for you. True. Yeah, I've got the Bills. I think the Titans are going to be the best 0-2 team after this week, though. I, I think I, I think so too. I think they're they're extremely good. Um, they should have won that game if they if I think it's suck up is their kicker. If he makes mm-hmm. that, then they're winning. Um, they just they let the Giants hang around and the Giant you know Saquon and the rest of the game kind of showed them that they can win. So yeah, uh, Vikings in Philadelphia to face Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. All right, before everyone, I think everyone will say Vikings. Before everyone's <laughs> Huh? I mean, uh, just, uh, just say what you're saying. All right. Well, the Eagles, again, it's the Eagles are a really good team, but I'm going Vikings. I'm really high on the Vikings. I think they're going to have a great start to the year. So, again, for the next, catch me for the next two or three weeks, just saying Viking, Viking, Vikings. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to run and roll over them, offense and defense looking good. I, I will say I agree that the Vikings are the team to watch. 
They're definitely the hot team. But uh, I just believe that the Eagles did well. Like, I mean, I guess it's the Lions, but I just believe that Jalen Hurts, like, proved he's, like, he can take care of business. And then A.J. Brown had a wonderful receiving week as well. And I believe it's going to be close, but I do think that it just all depends on how well they can lock up A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. And if that if that's the that's the key to winning in Philly, yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll take Vikings, but don't count out the Eagles just yet. I disagree, but teach your own. I think they don't have to lock down AJ Brown; they just have to outscore him. That's true, but like the Vikings have the offensive power to just outscore him. Um, the Vikings also have a good secondary, so again, they they I think they'll hold AJ Brown. They're not gonna like lock him down, but I expect. 90 yards major Okay. So, Caleb? I'm going to go with what I would probably be considered the upset. I'm going to pick Philly for this game just because I, I see it, though. I, I do see it. I think Jalen's a guy. Jalen, you know, I think, he, let me look at it, 90 rushing yards. Yeah. He had, yeah, 90 rushing yards, and Miles Sanders had 96. So I think it's kind of like you were saying with Miami and uh, Baltimore, how – you know, Miami's going to have to face this mobile quarterback, which is a lot different than what they faced in week one. I think um, I think Minnesota's going to face that same challenge this yeah. week in Jalen Hurts. Um, and I think A.J. Brown, 10 receptions, 155 yards. I mean, good Lord. And then Dallas Godare underneath that, three receptions for 60 yards. So he had, you know, he had a few big plays as well, um, had some sparks. So I, I could see the Vikings stepping in there, especially with all the hype that they're going to get, all the media attention they're going to get this week. They're going to be feeling really, really good about themselves. And I could see them going into Philly and taking an L. Um, I think J- Jalen Hurts is a dog, dude. He's extremely good. So excited for that game, but I've got Philly winning. So, yeah, thank you guys for – listening in and tuning into episode three of the to the house podcast. I was glad we were finally able to get a live stream up. Although it did end in the hour limit. We did not know that, but we will know for next week. We are beyond excited to have football back in the NFL and college football and all the exciting games that came from it. And we can't wait to cover more sports next week. As always, this is Naaman, Caleb and Caleb signing off.